All right, guys, welcome to episode 50 of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And if you have not done so already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast episode again. Also, if you enjoy this episode, because I know you will, make sure that you comment and you share so this podcast is shared and we get to move higher on that algorithm. Anyway, moving in, you guys already know that we're doing things a little different now with the podcast in regards to doing the repeat after me segment in the beginning. So I want you guys to close your eyes and repeat after me, but make sure you leave some space in between your breaths, four to eight seconds. I'm going to read them, but you can always go back and either jot them down or say them again, just because, well, we want to move into this episode, right? So anyway, um, repeat after me. I am worthy of the very best in life. And now I am loving, lovingly allow myself to accept it. I am safe in all my relationships and I give and receive lots of love. I am so much more than I thought I could be. I am beautiful and accept myself for who I am. Happiness is my birthright. I am capable of every dream and worthy of every desire. My energy is limitless. I am a force. I am powerful. I am a magnet for wealth and abundance. And I believe in myself wholeheartedly. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. All right, you guys. So my guest today is my soul sister. I had the very privilege to come across one of her reels. And now she's here transforming lives on the daily with not just her reels, but her authenticity, her rawness, and her willingness to be vulnerable in every aspect of her life. I have Miss Jenna, also known as Jenna Bollock on Instagram. She is a coach, macro coach, also certified personal trainer, but she's number one hype woman. And when I say hype woman, I sincerely mean it. She'll be there for you whenever you need her. Um, And honestly, she's one of the most amazing souls I've had the privilege to come across this year. Jenna, welcome to the Self Love Effect podcast. Thank (laughs) you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, so we're... I feel like you have such a dynamic story. We, I mean, all our stories are, you know, are important to share, but the minute I came across your, one of your reels, and I can't even tell you exactly which one it was. Maybe if I go back, I'll find it, but I felt just drawn to you. You're full of positivity. You're full of like, you're just like this big ball of energy over here hitting myself. But, um, you also have a story behind that. Right. I feel like you've shared so much of your, your story on social media, but for those listeners that don't know you or even that they do just to give a little bit more insight into your background, because we see you for who you are, but there's always more, there's always more. And I feel like sometimes when we get to tell our stories on a different platform, um, that other people will be able to come across and will be able to resonate with someone else that needs to hear it. And needs to know that it's okay and that we all go through this journey called life. And like you said it, 
we're all just trying to figure it out. No one knows it all. We're just all trying to figure it out. So wherever you feel comfortable to start, let us in on your self-love and your healing journey. Absolutely. So, um, I have always been a very energetic human being. Obviously that is so much of my identity, but, um, as I kind of, the more I learn, the less I, I realize I even know. Um, and you know, that is something that I found that at a very young age, um, was like my own coping mechanism of, you know, kind of things that were underlying occurring. Um, now just to give a little bit of a backstory in regards to my family, you know, what I kind of, where I found my outlets, um, it was definitely in movement. So I am not afraid to say that I have anxiety. Um, and it's one of those things that, you know, I only was turned on and awoken to the fact that I had anxiety, you know, very recently, you know, even I would say like six, eight months ago was the first time that I've been like, oh, wow, I've been, you know, masking that my entire life with, uh, activities. And I, I find that a lot of people, um, can relate to, you know, being awoken to the fact that, you know, they're not perfect or, you know, they have things that are, you know, just not really always encouraged to speak on. And, you know, that I think is something that based on whatever your journey looks like, you know, you come to terms with at whatever phase of life that is applicable to you. Now, um, just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory in regards to my life, um, I am the youngest of three. I have um, obviously a mom and a dad, both of which lived with us our entire life, um, but they did not really have the happiest marriage. Um, They divorced as I was an adult. I was 21. um, And I was the only adult child still living at home at the time. Both of my siblings were in college. Um, So the dynamic of having to decide as an adult, which parent Mm -hmm. I had to live with was very weird. Um, But I mean, the simple fact that my parents were just not in the happiest marriage and that obviously bleeds into the children. And, you know, that was something that for the longest time I always just did movement. I was an all-state runner. I played soccer starting at the age of four. Um, I actually ended up going and playing soccer in college as well. But I found that now being at the in the mental space that I'm in, um, I found that a lot of my life was just bumped from one thing to another, mm-hmm. going from one task to another. And I think that that is, I mean, I'm sure that you've found it. It's so easy to be rushing. Mm-hmm. from one thing to another. Um, and I found that my largest growth that I had as a human being was when COVID hit and the world just kind of paused and stopped mm-hmm. and everybody was like, Oh my God, what do we do? And it was like this weird, <laughs> like everything's shut down. Nobody goes to work. Nobody does really anything. Um, And that was like a very quiet is the word I like to use. And um, I was diagnosed ADHD at a very young age, which is where I feel like a lot of my energy comes from. Um, But even my 
my relationship with ADHD and understanding the psychological impact of children with ADHD. I'm actually reading an amazing book that I recommend to a lot of people. Um, it is called The Body Keeps the Score, um, mm. Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. So it basically just discusses the psychological impact of growing up in a household that might have some trauma going on in there. Um, And I found, and I'm more than three-fourths of the way through this book, um, so I haven't even finished it, but just kind of dissecting the impact of trauma in in a child and psychologically how that impacts them. And, you know, through books, I've been finding a lot of reassurance and somewhat validation mm-hmm. in, in regards to how I am as a human being. Yeah. Um, but I like to openly kind of discuss these things because they're all normal. Mm. You know, all of these things, no matter what level or what degree you want to talk about, you know, trauma, whatever that kind of looks like for every human being. Um, it's a little bit different, but I found that, I started my healing with, with movement and with nutrition. Um, I used to be the over exerciser and the under eater. Um, and I found that that didn't get me very far. And only really when you fail and you mess up, do you really discover Mm -hmm. all the things that you should be really doing the appropriate ways and, um, the energy that you bring to those areas, like, over-exercising and under-eating is a very negative association to movement and nutrition. And there are obviously a lot more positive influences that movement and nutrition have on your mental, spiritual, physical health. Um, And that was just like the tip of the iceberg as far as, you know, my own healing in my life. And just like I said, we're all just figuring it out. You know, there are there is still so much that I am awoken to and still discovering in my own life. Um, And also just kind of understanding that my psychological mental space is also really not mine currently. And I, and I, and I bring this to light mainly because Um, I would say that about six, eight months ago, I finally realized that a lot of the thoughts that I have are really not my thoughts. They are really thoughts that other people have told me or, you know, your parents have, you know, gone through their own lives and gone through their own trauma or gone through their own journeys. Mm -hmm. And because of those journeys, they try and teach you lessons and, you know, I'm now just awoken to the fact that I can have different opinions and different thoughts than the ones that have been ingrained in me. Right. 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 Yeah. That's a tough one too. I feel like most people, when we think, um, what our thoughts are not our own, we right away will resort to, Oh, but my parents are great. And we've talked about this before. Oh no, but they were amazing. That's not, we're not necessarily, we're not taking away from how they were towards us. It's that these thoughts and these limiting beliefs, they go down, they get passed down per generation, generation, their parents and their parents. 
Well, guess what? There has to be a line in the sand where we say, my generation that I'm going to create is going to have a different thought process and they're going to think for themselves. And that is why I'm a firm believer. And this is the one example I like to use a lot because my husband and I can both agree since the kids were little, I mean, they're not as big, they're four and five, but we never tell them that's scary. No, no, no. That's scary. Halloween's scary. You can decide on your own if it's scary. And my kids, they love horror. Like my daughter, she's obsessed with it, Pennywise. And I didn't create that thought. She decided on her own. I like him. He's not scary. They laugh at the old, you know, whatever Stephen King, the original it, they think it's hilarious, but that's, that's a perfect example of your, they created that thought and thought it's not scary. It's actually quite funny, but we didn't intervene and try to interject our own feelings and emotions toward their own thought process. And I think that's really important as not just parents, but as human beings to allow people to have their own thoughts and to go back and navigate through your own. And Hey, I like the color blue, but really do I like the color blue? No, my favorite color is purple. Why do I like blue? Oh, it's because so-and-so said in elementary school, that purple was a shitty color. So now I like the color blue because they told me it was better. It's like little things like that. And it's like, it's the smallest, like, like snap of a finger. It's like, so-and-so said this. Okay. I'm going to run with it. And as adults, you see it all the time, especially, you know, in the world that you're, you're, you're changing lives with, with fitness and nutrition. If a celebrity says, go eat uh, kale for a week and you'll lose weight. carbs. Don't eat carbs. There you go. So it's like, hello, you're not thinking for yourself. You're thinking in terms of because so-and-so looks like this or does that, I should do that too. Yeah. Doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I think that that is something that, like I said, I'm only just now kind of awoken Mm -hmm. to all these things. And, you know, I have so, so many exciting things just going on in my life. But the reason why it, all of these kind of shifts and changes are kind of occurring is because I'm finally putting on my big, big girl pants and (laughs) pulling them up and they, they're going to be high-waisted for sure, because I love high-waisted. I mean, (laughs) how do you not like high-waisted stuff? But, um, the real reason why I'm kind of pulling up my big girl pants is because, you know, throughout my entire life, I don't really remember a time in which I can confidently say I felt X or Mm -hmm. I wanted this. Mm -hmm. Um, because I find that, you know, because of many circumstances, a lot of people, before you even get to manifest what it is, that's truly yourself will kind of kibosh or step on whatever that thought is. And, you know, I, I, I was talking to you obviously before this, and I disclosed to you that, you know, I'm walking away from my teaching career as a health and phys ed teacher, which I emotionally am still wrapping my head around, but, you know, spiritually, I feel like it is like, I'm finally letting go of a chapter that was something that I knew would always come, you know, you invest a really, really long time. You know, I have, I have six years of, you know, college, you know, I had my master's plus 30 I'm I'm call me almost Dr. Jenna, which is crazy to say that that's how much, that is how much education I have, but 
Um, it's one of those things that when you invest so much time there, and then, you know, I started my sixth year teaching here, you know, we're talking about over a decade of my life that I had, you know, slotted to this. And to be honest, I wouldn't change anything for, for, you know, to switch my journey, because I think that everything does happen for a reason, but, you know, looking back on even my journey, as far as going through college and stuff, I never knew what the hell I wanted to do ever. And to be honest, I'll be 30 this year. And if you told me to put it in print or to, you know, tattoo it on my forehead, I would still not even know what to tell you. Um, and the reason why I say this is because, I'm at the phase of my life where I don't want to put a ceiling on whatever that potential might be or whatever that might look like for myself. Um, and, you know, like I was saying, as I was going through college, I, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. I went to college because everybody told me to go to college and, you know, I played soccer in college and, you know, two years in my sophomore year, I had to declare something. The only thing I knew I liked was movement. So I declared a phys ed and health major. Like that was the only class that I liked going to like, okay, I'll just be a teacher. I'll just be a teacher. And, you know, you come from, you know, everybody kind of saying, Oh, be a teacher. They have great hours. They have good health benefits. Mm. They have this, they have that. And, you know, all of these things that people kind of project and put on your shoulders that to be honest, that's the reason why I haven't walked away from my career until year six, because those things and those opinions are still sitting on my shoulders. And only until recently did I say, fuck that. Mm -hmm. I'm not those thoughts. I am not what everybody in my life told me to be. To be honest, they're describing a very specific person. And to be honest, I'm the opposite. I am not the person that that just is does the safe thing or follows the safe journey. I mean, Desiree, you know me. Does anything about <laughs> me scream out that I'm safe at all? No, not at all. <laughs> so it's like one of those things that, you know, I feel like for a really, really long time, I've kind of been suppressing my truest potential as a human being. And, you know, I'm not going to lie and sit here and say that I'm not fucking scared and that I'm not, you know, um, that this is not new territory, but the truth is that I'm not staying in an area in which I don't feel is beneficial for me. And only until this year have I been able to kind of put on my big girl pants like, yo, I'm going to be 30. I could walk out this door and get hit by a car. And if you ask me today, if I have been living up to my fullest potential and what I would want to be doing, if it was my last day on earth, Unfortunately, being a teacher is just not that. It's not that. It is not fulfilling me. And um, it's time that I let that chapter of my life go. And, you know, for a lot of people, you know, whatever that might look like, that is a scary feeling. It is scary letting go of the comfort and the familiarity mm. of what that looked like for me. But I also know that if it's scary, that it's meant to teach us something. So I'm here to chase those, those lessons. And, you know, just like I dissected my issues with, you know, eating and exercise, you know, I'm only going to figure out what's ideal and optimal for me when I fall on my face and figure it out. Yeah. So like, let's keep falling on our faces. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, um, 
put a reel up today and it says, one of the most underrated secrets to success is starting before you're ready. And this also goes to shifting your life, right? Getting out of your comfort zone, seeking what thrills you. And literally here's why, because one, you'll never know what you're doing. You'll never know what you don't know unless you do something about it. You learn best by doing. And that is something we tend to forget as human beings, because we're taught we're wired at such a young age to go through the emotions. And I hate, I hate, and I will use the term that people will say, well, you should get this job because of health benefits, because you'll have security, because you'll have, um, (laughs) it is like, um, uh, like when I worked for Costco, I was like, I don't want to stay here. Yeah. I would hear everybody always saying, oh, the pay is great. Health benefits. We have a retirement plan. And I'm thinking, oh God. Yeah, but are you but happy? You save your money. Just save yeah. your own damn monies. Are you happy? And I kid you not, the minute my husband left that place as, as a manager, and everybody's like, oh my God, you're gonna step down, like you're gonna leave. He has never been so happy. Yeah, there's come stresses with owning a small business, but it is not like working for someone. And not that anything's wrong with that. It's just my point is that we as the Western society have instilled in our youth in our young adults and our adults that as long as the benefits are good and the pay's good, keep going to work and you'll have a retirement plan and you're set for the rest of your life. Wrong go. Cause most and people you- will die with regret. Exactly. And you know, I, I, it's so funny. I posted something on my story today too. And you know, by the way, all of this, these factors that they kind of instill in us, like, Oh, this is safe. Well, <laughs> Nothing is fucking safe. Stop fucking using that word. You want to know why? Because look at what is going on in the world. Look at what they are kind of forcing a lot of people Mm -hmm. to make a decision on. Um, And I will say this now because I feel confidently, I disagree with a lot of things that are going on. And I feel as though I'm compromising, you know, some of myself by staying there. And it's like, if I feel the need to have to make a choice in regards to my career and my civil rights as a human being, I will die on that, on that hill of fighting for my rights as a human being. Um, but you know, I posted something and it was something that, you know, really, it really, it really impacted the mental space that I've been at lately. Um, and it was just in, in quotes and it said a salary is the drug they give you to forget your dreams. It was by Kevin O'Leary. And it was just like one of those things that, you know, you're, you're told, oh, do all these safe things. Oh, just, you know, be a robot, go to college, get a college degree, go make none of that money that you just spent Mm -hmm. on hundreds of thousands of dollars of being (laughs) in school for six years and then go make $50,000 being a teacher. It's like, oh, okay. How am I, how does that equate number one? But, um, it's like one of those things that all of these pun words that they kind of buzz around, they're all an illusion of what is the actual reality they are. And I call, I say they, but you know, they're kind of just trying to force people into systems and they are not really kind of promoting the critical thinking aspect that a lot of people I find right now are just they're not as confident standing on their opinion because it might be atypical or it might not be the majority. And Mm -hmm. whether or not we agree 
with every single person's opinion, whether it's right or wrong. That's not what the whole point of it is. It's having the respect for yourself that if you feel some type of way, staying true to that. That is impactful, whether people agree or not. Um, And I mean, I'm sure if you ask my parents about me walking away from my career, they'd be like, oh my God, it's crazy (laughs) and whatnot. And, but the truth is that I'm not living their lives. I'm not living their fears and I am not them. I am me. I know that this is not me. And the longer that I continue to suppress that, the more and more that I will continue to not be my truest and full self. Um, And all I have to say to those people that are afraid of those things is those emotions bleed out of you. They do. They will continue to bleed out of you, whether that is anxiety, depression, whatever, overeating, you know, overexercising, the the OCD. I have all of those things. I have had all of those things. Um, and the binge eating, all, all of those in, in very small snippets, but it mainly comes down to the fact that I have been suppressing so many things because I've known that this was not me for a really long yeah. time. Yeah. And then um, to add on to that, that it wasn't you, I found a quote today and so funny because it goes perfectly with this, but I think when we try to, as we're going through this journey of healing and trauma and understanding ourselves, we, t- we tend to try to be the person that we were or try to recreate that person, but that person no longer exists. And the quotes this, maybe you're not healing because you're trying to be who you were before the trauma. That person doesn't exist anymore because there's a, there's a new you trying to be born, breathe life into that person. And so as our lives trains are that as they progress, as we evolve into a different stage, we need to remember to just breathe and it's okay to evolve. It's okay to become a new person. It's okay to let go of things that no longer suit us. You know, if teaching isn't for you anymore, it's okay to let go. You don't need to justify to anybody. As long as you're justifying to yourself that this is better for you. And if it gives you the clarity, the headspace, then you obviously know that you're doing the right thing. And that's what we tend to stray away from is mindfulness. We shut down, we allow the opinions of others interject and determine how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about our life. When um, being mindful and self-aware is so much more important. And it's not this woohoo shit that people try to say, oh yeah, it doesn't exist. I can't even meditate. Well, the whole point of meditation is not to sit there blank-minded and not feel any thoughts. It's to let those thoughts absorb and absorb them and understand them and see, seek where they're coming from. And then kind of like slide them out of the way and, you know, just come into like this, like new you as you're allow this new you to transform. But because I'm obsessed with this, I don't know if, have you read this 10% happier? No, I haven't. It's good. It's by Dan Harris and it's all about mindfulness and meditation. And it's actually made meditation a lot easier Uh, because I would be the person that would sit there and be like, Mm, okay, I gotta go pee. I gotta get jittery. Oh and my now gosh! I'm just like, I have a couple. Mm. I have a couple of suggestions too with that. Um, 
And just in general, you know, like, like I was discussing at the beginning of this, like talking about my anxiety and all these things, you know, one of the first things that I did was, um, yoga. I really, really Mm -hmm. love yoga. I have always really, really wanted to do it. But again, it was like one of those things that it was, I'm really not as flexible as I should be. And because of that, I know that that's my weakness and we all kind of avoid getting to our weaknesses, Mm -hmm. right. You know, for yes extended periods of time until we address that elephant in the room, which is, you know, yoga was, was my huge, huge weakness. Um, but what I have found in regards to meditation and, and being mindful is that was a place that I first discovered being mindful was yoga. That was the first area in my life in which I was able to stop, touch myself. And I mean that in the most like appropriate ways, but like, <laughs> on my heart and my belly and feel myself breathe, feel Mm -hmm. myself, you know, being alive. Um, now just a couple of suggestions because, uh, I still find it very challenging to meditate. Um, and this was a suggestion from my therapist who I am absolutely obsessed with. She is amazing. Um, and I've been going for, you know, months now, I mean, probably I mean, not a year yet, but, um, I cannot suggest going to therapy more. So if anybody is, you know, somewhat, um, hesitant, just, just fucking do it already. Rip the bandaid off, go there. It's going to be weird. Just like your first day in the gym. If you haven't been in the gym in eight months, but the whole thing is if it's weird, well, that's because there is an underlying issue that we are not addressing, address Mm -hmm. that issue, address the elephant in the room. But Um, I, like I said, I still have issues meditating because I am, you know, so many thoughts constantly, so many, you know, things going through my head. And I've actually, um, been recently doing more so like walking meditation, which literally you can, you know, and it could be, and and I know this is going to sound crazy, but like, they also have ones like driving meditation. Um, Mm -hmm. they have all these different, types where you're kind of still actively doing something, which hopefully will distract you from some of your thoughts. And that way you can kind of really, you know, connect with your body because I found that this being still was so not part of my identity yet, which again, I am still working on retraining my identity because it's one of those things that, you know, like we discussed, like you've been trained to have all of these rushing feelings, you know, that's not normal. You know, you're supposed Mm -hmm. to have stillness. You're supposed to have it, you know, moments of quiet where you can hear, you know, the birds chirping. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's something that I still struggle with, but you know, the movement aspect where I can feel a little bit more safe. Um, kind of gives me the ability to, you know, focus on my breathing instead of having a bajillion thoughts running through my head. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a shower one that I like to do. It's like five minutes long and, um, you go in the shower and, um, it's warm. You put warm, hot water, whatever's going to make you comfy. And you're just sitting there and you're feeling it trickle, whatever you're, you're focusing on the streams of water as it's moving down your body or your breath. And then all of a sudden, like two minutes in, you're switching the water to ice cold. But the whole concept and idea is that you're focusing on your breath so you don't like freak out. And so you're being one with just your breath and nothing else. You're focusing solely on that. And that has been really the one that's helped me the most because I'm able just to like, instead of like, oh, it's cold and wanting to get out, like 
I'm the same breath and the same like position I'm in. I don't even flinch. I don't even move, but it's just mindful allowing that, Oh, you know, awareness to really sink in and to be like one with myself at the moment. And I'm in control, not somebody else. I am in control, not my ego, not this inner critic that constantly wants to fight against what I want to pursue or how I want to be. And you just, I feel like it's just find what works for you. And that's why I was telling someone the other day, they're like, well, I can't meditate because my thoughts. And I say, yeah, my thoughts are crazy too. One second. I'm like, what am I going to eat? I'm hungry. I can hear my stomach. Oh, I can hear my kids, blah, 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 blah. Um, but there's so, and I love the walking med- meditation because it's, it keeps you, like you said, it keeps you busy and it keeps you hyper-focused like on your steps or on your breathing, like the things around you, like yeah. the, the, what you can hear if the birds are chirping, if there's dogs barking, if there's cars yeah. driving by, you're not thinking about what's for dinner in five seconds, yeah. but well, exactly. there's so much different things out there. Yeah. And, um, I guess the whole, the whole point is like, it kind of always comes back to making sure that we're kind of coming at it with the right mental space. And what I mean by this is it's no different with movement. It's no different with nutrition. You know, if you're, if you're having a negative association with this, it will always ever be something, it will only ever be something negative. Um, you're not kind of then awoken to the opportunity because you're not looking for opportunity. You're not looking for the light. Um, but I find that we are all super judgmental over our thoughts, our viewpoints of ourselves. And the whole point of meditation is not to be judgmental. It's to monitor and be aware of the fact that you have these thoughts, that you have these moments of maybe craziness in your head, but those moments and those thoughts are supposed to be presented in a safe manner that you are just being aware and awoken to. There's no, there should be no association of judgment in those places when you are meditating. The whole point is just realize that it's there and let go of it. And, you know, understand that you're not your thoughts. You're not those crazy things going on in your head. Um, And making sure that when those things do come up and there's going to be crazy things, because let's get real, we all have a shit ton of shit going on. Um, But just being aware and acknowledging it and understanding that you can have those crazy thoughts but they don't define you. They are just there temporarily, just like a lot of things. And, you know, those will pass. And, you know, those don't create change or action. You do. You control that. You create that change. You create that action. Um, So that's kind of something that, like I said, I've only been awoken to that more recently. Um, but you know, like I said before, the more I learn, the less I realize I know, because I mean that, you know, there is no perfect scenario of meditation or job or nutrition or movement. Like it's going to always be ever changing, you know, depending upon what mental space you're in, you know, walking meditation might work for me now, but you know, when I get hopefully deeper into meditation, that's going to shift and pivot. That's going to change. Um, And being okay with that change is so important because it's always going to change. There are going to be chapters in your lives that in a year from now are not going to look the same as right now. That's the whole Mm -hmm. point. Right. Right. Yeah, but we like to put um, a doorstop on life 
We like to put a doorstop on life, on aging, anything that we could try to claw, or, you know, claw into and say, just stop, just stop. I like who I am right now and I don't want to change it for a second. Well, tomorrow's not guaranteed. What if, God forbid, you get in a car accident? Your life's changed. We're constantly trying to predict, trying to change the past, trying to live in the future. And everybody forgets, well, not everybody, but a certain amount of us forget to live in the now, in this present state and really absorb and be grateful for everything that's going on and being okay with how our life is now, knowing that we have the choice to make it better. We have, we could choose to transform our life as it is at right this given second, if we're willing to put in the work, but yet we just want to stop and just, you know, bucket, you know, just let it be and let it, I don't know, let, let, let who I was before and let who I want to be just stop who I am at this current state. So I think think that that kind of um, comes down to this illusion of that safety. Like people are always looking for that illusion of like, okay, well, like when I get here, I could kick my feet up or like mm-hmm. when I get here, I won't have to work. Or like when I get here, I'll like, I won't have to like continue to do all of these things. And it's like, well, like just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory, it's like, I never really used to read. Like I went through college and I finished college and I was like, okay, like I'm at my truest potential as a human being. It's like, well, mm-hmm. like, whoa, like, <laughs> Where are you growing as a human? Like, where are you growing in your personal life? Where are you growing like in your professional life? Like it's all just an illusion that we create to get out of doing the hard work that, that occurs when we're uncomfortable. And a lot of people Mm -hmm. are not excited about being uncomfortable. And I think that that comes back to like, you know, the culture of what's kind of occurring right now. It's like, are we facilitating, are we encouraging people to be, you know, lazy? Are we encouraging them to grow? Are we encouraging them to better themselves and better their lives? Or are we encouraging them to sit on the couch? Like, what are we, what are (laughs) we kind of commending. And I think that that's something that, you know, based on, you know, who you surround yourself with, I think that that looks very, very polar opposite with a lot of people right now. And, you know, I, I didn't know a tremendous amount of people that were reading books, but like you walk by and you see like every single person glued to their phone so much so that they're walking across the street and they're going to get hit by a car. It's like, what are we promoting? Are we promoting, you know, being, so unself-sufficient away from our devices or are we promoting the fact that, you know, those devices are supposed to be tools to, you know, benefit our lives and are they really truly being beneficial and are they creating growth or Mm -hmm. are they facilitating, you know, a very, um, people being very dependent on them. And that's something that I, I, you know, you know, the culture that we surround ourselves with, it's more so, Hey, do the hard things, like get, you know, chase those hard things because in those hard things is where the real growth is. And if, you know, you're in the exact same spot next year at this time, like, what are we doing? (laughs) You know, like, what are we doing? Yeah. And that's what we were talking about prior to that. The, 
as society changes, you know, and I think back to when my parents, when I was a young child, I saw my parents work hard. I mean, my dad for having a small business that he's had for 23 years now, I mean, where's the blood, sweat and tears nowadays? I mean, you literally, the way the world's going is let's continue to give free, free, free. Just like, like I said earlier, let's continue to give the dog his snacks, the kid, the candy, and they'll shut up. But in reality, we have access to more than just our phones. We have access to county libraries. We have access to, you say you can't grab up, you don't have, you can't afford a book. Okay, go get a library card. It's still free. You literally, yeah. unless you have past due charges, then yeah, you got to pay. <laughs> but it's still a book. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, come on, we neglect knowledge. We think that knowledge has to be handed to us or we got to go through this like whole inspirational course and this seminar. When in reality, you pick up a book, you read it and you learn so much more and reading knowledge doesn't stop. The minute you stop high school, the minute you stop your education, college, everything I learned in college. Yeah. I learned a lot and about the criminal justice system and it was great. But I've gotten more out of books, more knowledge mm-hmm. out of books. I've learned about myself, learned yeah. about the world because I've taken the time to read. And I wish the one thing I would have done after college is continue my love for reading because it's taken me some months to get back into it where I'm yeah. like not falling asleep 10 minutes in. But the okay. point is that if we put all that effort we put into scrolling on Instagram, on Facebook, sending evil tweets, sending evil comments, trolling other people. Yeah. We would be so much happier human beings within ourselves and with everybody else around us. They don't even have to be in our inner circle to want to like spread this joy and positivity, but everybody rather just be consumed on their phones and un and not unplug. And that's the, that's, that's the problem that we're not unplugging. The minute the alarm goes off, who liked my stuff yeah, today yeah, or, yeah. Oh my gosh, blah, blah. So-and-so it's like, so-and-so did this. We don't unplug. And that's what I tried to like, people are like, Oh, how, do, well, how do you do it? Like, how do you have time? I said, you have to make time for the things that matter, but unplug from your device, unplug yeah. from the, the news. If you still turn on television news, unplug bless for, from soul. it. Her yeah. Soul. Bless your soul. Cause I'm not, I'm not time for any of that. Yeah. But unplug, plug into, and like people are like, well, I don't like to read. Okay. There's audio books. You listen to music yeah. on Spotify. You can listen to music on audible oh. on, yeah. on oh. books on audible. Yeah. If you don't like meditation, do journaling. You don't like journaling. Well, just sit there and talk to yourself in the mirror for five minutes. Heck do yeah. something that's going to yeah. better your life. All yeah. So honestly, this is just something that, you know, I, I try and talk about on my stories all the time, but it's like, yo, you guys slash me, I'm talking to my, my old version of myself slash the teacher. Um, but it's like, you know, you go to school from nine to four, like eight to four. And it's like that entire time you're filling up somebody else's cup. You go to a career, you're giving them how many hours out of your day? Where is the you time? Where is the 
be a better human time. You know, you, you give them all of your time throughout the day. It's like, and then you get home and you feel so sorry for yourself because you just worked so much. It's like that you just put your feet up or you do. It's like, where is the personal growth and development that you're doing outside of those hours? Because that's when the real work starts. It's like, you know, you're not doing anything for yourself showing up at your career. You're making money. Yeah. But that's not filling up your cup as far as growth as a human being. And for all the people that are on social media spreading the negativity, it's like, yo, if you have so much time to go and patrol, <laughs> like you should be reading like boatloads of books. All I gotta say is like, I mean, it always comes down to, and you know, having a social media platform in general, you kind of have to have a thick skin for some of these things, but yeah. you know, I always kind of come back to what that person's intention was. And if that person's intention was to be negative or to pass negativity along. I always kind of take a second to reflect on the fact that that person must be growing, going through so much in their own life that even entertaining that conversation is just not worth it. They're dealing with too much that they need to make other people feel below them in order to feel valued. Mm -hmm. And the people that you know, I mean, listen, I'm not even going to sit here and say I'm perfect. There were phases of my life where, you know, looking back, especially when I was a kid, like I was a straight, like phases of my life that I was a bully, phases of my life that I was bullied, like phases of my life. And even like recently, you know, phases of our life where you get caught up talking smack, like on, on somebody else. It's like, just so you know, you never look good talking shit about anybody. Like, mm ever. And if you think that you do, you're being very naive because, you know, whatever those people are going through, whether you agree or disagree with their decisions, whether you agree or disagree with how they are living their lives, you have no idea what is mm -hmm. going on behind the scenes. And you have no right, just like the thoughts that pop in your head to pass judgment on that person's decision. And that's something that until you have evolved as a human being. And until you realize that nobody is perfect, no matter what their life might look like portrayed on whatever social media platform, everybody is dealing with a lot and stop acting like we're all perfect because nobody fucking is not one person that you see has ever not made a decision or not, you know, made a negative choice that may have impacted somebody. And guess what? You might've thought that you were making a good choice but the truth is that feelings are very complex and you might make somebody feel uncomfortable. You might make somebody feel some type of way. And at the end of the day, if your intention was good, then you're good. But if it's one of those things that, you know, we always need to reflect on our choices and what our intent is. If your intent is to be positive and create positive change and somebody might feel bad about that. Well, you can always apologize for them feeling like that, but make sure that our intent is always true and wholesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Boom. Yeah, it's true. I mean, let's just be better humans, better people. Human yeah. Let's make sure that we're raising good humans. If we're parents, just if you're, if you coach, whether it's little league or something, be the positive light, be a positive impact so that the world is better, better tomorrow, better today, better in a, in a few years. Cause right now 
there's so much that's very unstable and we're all going through some shit. We all are confused. We all there's, yeah. And it just, so right now I have a picture like the earth and like we, when we view it from outer space or when you're a child and you put it so green and so like blue right now, it's just so much dark. Like you, you feel like someone put a blanket over the sun and rather as human beings, rather than feed more positivity, we're feeding into this negativity. When again, going back, we can choose how we want to live. We get to choose whether what we say that comes out of your mouth, it's a choice. If you want to go and talk about somebody, like she said, it doesn't make you look like a better person. It makes you look like a shitty person. And guess what? Those people will probably end up moving away, making like breaking off from you and your bubble. But I mean, you, you talk about this on, cause your social media is full of positivity. Let's be honest. Your reels are like always spot on, whether it's either on nutrition or just being a good person um, and sharing your transformation story. But you know, that's what we need. That's what changes the world. And even if it starts you and you don't need a lot of followers, you could just be your authentic self and you are living proof that that's what happens when you're raw and you're vulnerable enough to step to the plate and say, I don't give a shit what other people might think. This is who I am. I'm going to put it out there. And maybe just maybe someone's going to come across my page and resonate with what I'm saying. And I get to be that person in their life that empowers them to be themselves too. Yeah. 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 So I'm here for that. (laughs) Yeah. But you are a macro coach. Okay. So I want you to talk a little bit about that too, because I feel like your transformation story, um, tell me if I'm wrong about this, but on my episode two, cause my sister-in-law is very thin. Okay. And, uh, that was something that my sister and I would tell her when we first met her, we were like, you just don't get us because we're like, our, we're genetically built to be big. I mean, no offense to my family, but there were, the women are a little heavier. Okay. So it's very hard for us. If we go eat a slice of pizza or a whole pizza, it ain't going to be good for us. Okay. Um, so that's when, when it comes to being mindful and macro tracking too, just changing our whole perception on what, you know, I what's ideal and what's not, but anyway, so, but we would tell her that it was easier for her because she was skinny because she had good genetics, but in all retrospect, she told us, you know, that's not true because I might be thin, but maybe I want to gain weight and it's harder for me. Um, just because I'm thin doesn't mean I'm happy and I'm in love with who I am. So Mm -hmm. you have this transformation story, Jenna, where it's like, holy abs, holy cow, you put in this work, but it didn't come easy for you just because you're this, because you're, you know, what people would think, Oh, it's because you don't understand it's because you are already somewhat thin or thin, or you didn't look that bad before, you know, I'm sure you you've heard it before, maybe not so much now, maybe, you know, because you draw so much positive energy, I hopefully source energy is giving you more positivity than negativity, but I'm sure you've heard some of these comments. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, and the, the funniest part is it's like one of those things that everybody will kind of give you those buzzwords. Um, and I was no different in my journey. I used to think that everybody who looked the way that, you know, I look present day was like cheating or doing something, you know, <laughs> that they shouldn't be doing. And it's like, yeah, nah, I just actually wasn't committed to, to showing mm-hmm. up and putting in the work. And I was going from one thing to another and, you know, giving it two months, giving it a month here, month there. And it was like, there was no consistency. Um, and what really, really kind of made the biggest change in my life was when I stopped kind of focusing on what everybody else was doing. I stopped trying to figure out what exercises Joe Schmo was doing and figure out what, what Joe Schmo was eating, because I needed to take all of that energy and mm-hmm. focus it in on what the fuck I was doing and what the yeah. fuck I was doing to create that change. And as far as my, my own issues with my wheat um, and stuff like that, to be honest, I didn't hit a hundred pounds until I was a senior in high school. Um, and I have no problem disclosing the fact that I did not get my period until I was like almost 16 years old because I was super, super, super low as far as weight. Um, and I was bullied to the T because I did not have anything as far as boobs go like nip central and like, I'm back to nip central because I'm like rocking the like peck. Let's go. Me too. Me too. You know it. You know know what? I'm here for it. You want to know why? Because that is something I used to be so self-conscious about and so insecure about and boobs don't make you look feminine. They don't. You make yourself look however you want to look. You make yourself feel however you want to feel. And I'm embracing that now. Um, Now, as far as my my fitness journey and my macro journey, there were bouts of time where I was super, super low in weight and super, super higher in weight. Um, And that, you know, I weigh around like 120, 125 pounds now. And there were times in which I was up to 130 and times in which I was down to 105. Um, and 105 was really not healthy. I'm, I'm five, four and I am even being 122. I'm very, very thin. Um, now I have muscle on me, but you know, there were phases of my life and my journey where I was not really able slash didn't really have, um, a big appetite to eat. Um, and I was super, super low in weight. So I have almost both areas as far as, difficulty with gaining weight, as well as some areas in which I was a little bit higher in weight and, and it did definitely did not look the way it looks right now. Um, but all I have to say is that if you were so focused on what everybody else is doing, you are just projecting all of the things that you kind of need to be addressing in your own life. And you need to start taking that focus off of commenting on somebody's dream body picture, taking all of that energy to really dissect if you're doing everything the way that you need to be doing. And if really you have committed to that for, I mean, six, eight months, a year, you know, like we're not talking about a six week thing that you're going to get the results that you want. We're talking about eight months of really, really dissecting your movement, dissecting your nutrition and making sure, especially that we're coming from a place of positivity because my macro journey started with, I hated my body. I wanted a different one. I was focused on what everybody else was doing. I hated my body. I wanted a different one. I was focused on what everybody else was doing. I had screenshots of 
this girl on my background on my phone to motivate me to do something. And the truth is that there is not always going to be motivation. You need to be disciplined and committed to being the best version of yourself. And that means on the good days and the bad days. Mm. And um, of course, making sure that we're coming from in an, an area of fueling our bodies because you don't earn calories because you exercised and you don't earn calories because you went on a walk. Like you earn calories because you are a human living being. You are an existing creature in order to breathe, sleep, regulate your body. You need to eat calories. And if it, if it's anywhere in the thousand calorie mark, it ain't healthy. Run, run from that. If anybody is telling you to eat anywhere near a thousand calories and you're exercising, get the fuck away from that. And <laughs> that is, that was like, I call her the old Jenna. That was the old Jenna or the binging <laughs> Jenna where Monday through Thursday, she would eat a thousand calories. And then Thursday through Sunday, she would eat like 3000 calories. And then Monday through Thursday, she would eat a thousand calories a day. And then Thursday to Sunday, she would eat 3000. Like if that is what your life looks like, you need to find a life that you don't need to escape on the weekends from. And that's what, what that is, you know, build the life that you want to stay in and build the routine and the lifestyle that you miss when you travel, you know, and that's a place that a lot of people I think are super, super far away from having that be the truest version of themselves. Um, but you know, if you don't have somebody that can kind of show you the light, Miss Desiree is one of them. I am also one of them. You know, our job is literally to find a lifestyle in which you want to show up to every single day. And if you feel like you need to escape from that, no matter what that looks like, as far as fitness, nutrition, your job, we need to come back to the drawing board and focus on what life is about and finding one that you want to show up for every day, even on the hard days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jenna was that person for me. Let me see. We, we, we tend to go through the motions, right? I was going through the motions again. All it's too easy to fall in these habits thinking that I can't try that because in fear of what others may think in fear of changing what we're used to. And for me, it was really essentially, I don't know what other people are going to think. Oh my gosh. Like I do this and I do X, Y, and Z. I don't want others to think like I'm not doing X, Y, and Z anymore, blah, 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 blah. The list goes on. And then a guided light (laughs) appears on my social media page. And the second I reached out to you, it was like some weight lifted off. Right. And I just felt like this is what I need to do. I hesitated to literally reach out for her for an entire week until I grew the balls to reach tech, uh, reach out to her. And I'm like, Oh my God, I just need to fill out this questionnaire and just, just submit it. Just shut up. Right. Cause it's our inner critic. And, um, honestly, I thought macros is going to be a hellhole because I was already limiting myself to food. I can't eat this. I can't, I really like tortillas. It's part of my culture. I can't eat it. Um, I can't enjoy life. Um, I really don't want to go to Disneyland because I can't eat that. And then you walk in 
three weeks, I was already three weeks with you. And then it was like, Hey, I'm going to Disneyland with the kids. We're going as our vacation. And it was like, you reminded me of something that this is a lifestyle, not a six week diet, not something that you're limiting yourself to, but it's okay to be human. And you preach something, you preach the 5% and, um, you can explain it to them, but I, that has stuck with me because it's like for so long, I was trying to limit my, like my nutrition chart into this, this, this let's eat what everybody says, the chicken breasts, the rice and the broccoli. And that, yeah. that should yeah. be for me. I get bloated. Uh. Broccoli. Rice is hard for me to digest. Um, so I was just so scared, but it takes somebody and it takes courage too to reach out for help when you need it, no matter who you are. And I'm so glad I did because I honestly, when I say you changed my life and you've helped me, yeah, it was for me, it seems like such a big portion because I was drowning in my own self-pity again. And that's hard to pull yourself out. Sometimes you've been there too many times where it's like, shit, I'm having urges again. If I do this, if I get back into who I was to Des prior it's not going to be good for my kids. It's not going to be good for my husband. It's not going to be good for anybody, right? Most importantly, it's not going to be good for me, but you find somebody and you're one of those people. And you don't even know, like, I thank you every single day, um, that, that you allowed me to be on team genabolic because it was that, that the summer was life-changing and it saved me. And now I can wake up every morning. I'm back and doing my meditations, my routine. And it just feels like, that hole that was starting to stretch apart is like zapped and it's closed again. But, um, it's trans, it's it very transformational, not just from the outside. Cause obviously we're going to see those outside appearances change and you're like, Oh, look at this, look at that. But it's internal that changes. And that just that awareness that, Hey, don't stop limiting your life and doing things with the ones you love or doing things on your own that if you want to go skydiving, go skydiving for the day. If you want to go, go eat a buffet for the day, you don't stop living your life. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of talk about these things passionately and, you know, I know that you say that I impacted your life, but you know, I feel the exact same vice versa. I don't think that people stumble on things on accident. I believe that there is, you know, a higher spirituality and energy um, that kind of leads people on the exact path that they're supposed to go on. Um, But, you know, what I always kind of come back to was if you feel as though you are sacrificing parts of your life, then what you're doing is only ever going to be temporary because Mm -hmm. that means that there's going to come a point in time where you're fed up with the fact that you're sacrificing parts of your life. If you feel like you're sacrificing, you know, your identity, if you feel as though you're sacrificing all of these experiences, if you feel like you're sacrificing so much of your life and macros is, is a beautiful thing because you have the ability to have not perfect days and still get results because it's not, Hey, this is good food. And this is bad food. There's no such thing as far as macros when that kind of comes into play. And that was one of the biggest mental 
aspects that I liked the most about macros, because as long as we're covering our bases nutritionally, I could have a cookie if I wanted. And, and having the cookie on other types of diets when carbs were not good or, you know, fats were not good or sugar was not good. Mm-hmm. I would feel guilty about it. And that mental battle was just way too much for me to continue to fight. Um, and it always, always comes down to, and I'll talk about the 95% example that I talk about. Um, it's not the nine, it's not the 5% of the time of you going off and you going to Disney or you going on vacation or you going to a barbecue. That's not the problem. It's the 95% of your habits, your routines, your lifestyle, you know? So we're not living our life 95% of the time doing all of the things that fill our cup getting our movement in, you know, doing our, our nutrition, you know, feeling our best in that area to then not enjoy the 5% of the time that we're off, have the ice cream, have the things. And, and, you know, it's, it's building a life, which, like I say, continuing continuously over and over again, that you don't want an escape from that you enjoy it 90, 95% of the time. So that, that 5% of the time is a treat. You know, if, if you feel like you need to reward yourself every single day, well, then we need to dissect what's really going on a little bit more internally, because if you're, if you're needing that reward consistently, there's more going on, you know, there is, and we need to stop kind of saying that it's nutrition. That's the problem. No, like you might be addicted to sugar you might be addicted to eating. You might be addicted to these other things. Like there's a ton of stuff that goes on that has nothing to do with your movement and nothing to do with your nutrition and has everything to do with your mental and your physical and your emotional aspects. And that kind of goes like, and it's like a little, literally a triangle. It's like your psychological aspects that kind of go into all of these things. Like, is the reason why you're eating like shit because you actually want to eat like shit? Or is the reason why you're eating like shit because you don't feel as though you're valued or you don't Mm. feel as though you deserve to feel good or you don't feel like that body that you've always been dreaming of is a reality and bringing light to those things because it's not just as simple as, hey, did you eat and did you get your movement in? Like there is a tremendous amount of psychology and self-love that goes into this. And until you've been there, until maybe you have second guessed yourself or your journey or your whatever, until you have been in a deep, dark place, we all know what that deep, dark place is. um, You don't really understand that it's not as simple as, hey, Desiree, you go hit your macros and you get your 30 minutes of movement in. Because if you're self-loathing by eating a sleeve of Oreo cookies every single night, that has nothing to do with your nutrition. You don't need to be a nutritionist to comprehend what is good for your body and what is bad for your body. Why are we choosing the things that are not good for our body? That's where we need to start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you truly love yourself, you will develop the self-discipline to get done what ever it is you need to get done and create the life you want, because that is real self-love. That is self-love, self-love, self-discipline. They mesh together perfectly. They go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. And self-discipline is not just about disciplining yourself. Um, Hey, you can't eat that. Feel guilty for eating this. It's literally doing what you will say you will do 
doing what you need to do, even if you don't want to do it and showing up for yourself every single day, regardless of your circumstances, because that is when true change, that is what true change requires. And until then, until you choose yourself, then you're just going to live through the motions. You're going to have shitty nutrition. You're going to feel shitty about yourself. Um, but your main priority in this life is to take care of you. No, everybody else comes second. That's including being whether you have kids or not, you come first because until you fill your cup, then you're not, you're seriously not allowed to fill anyone else's. Cause then it's kind of like, you're just like being a hypocrite, literally. Yeah. Yeah. I say that all the time. It's like, you can't fill anybody else's cup if you're pouring from an empty cup, Yeah, you know, like. I, and I think that it's so easy. And I mean, you own a business, I own a business. I have a shit ton of macro clients. Like it mm-hmm. is so easy for me to get up, not even brush my teeth or my hair and just start working. But like, yeah. what are we doing here? Why is it that when shit gets stressful, that your name goes to the bottom of that list? Because that's when it matters the most that your, your name's at the top. And, you know, listen, that is an ever changing thing. And that is going to be something that you are always going to need to prioritize. Let's get real. Let's get real. I still find myself neglecting my, my own personal needs. That is going to be something that if your goals don't match your priorities, you're never going to get there. You are never going to get there. So make sure that you're goals, if your goals are to change other people's lives, impact other people, that your priorities also still include doing the essential things that you need so that you can do that bigger picture and that bigger goal. Um, Because it's so easy to get distracted and it's so easy to get caught up in all of these things. But the truth is that pressure that you feel is only being created from yourself. There is no pressure. That doesn't exist. Okay. You're living every day. If you're worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, if you have anxiety about what's going to happen tomorrow, you're living in the future. Mm -hmm. You're not living in the current day. And that's like kind of some of these things that like, you know, it's so easy to feel guilty about the choices you made. It's so easy to have anxiety about what the future holds, but those emotions that you're feeling have nothing to do with the current moment and the current actions that you can take in your life to be exactly where you want to be tomorrow. And every single day we wake up, I say it all the time and you know it, we have a new day. It's a new opportunity to go be the best you. You don't need anybody else to tell you, hey, maybe you were a shitty person yesterday. Sometimes we have shitty days. Sometimes we say things we don't mean. Sometimes we do things that maybe we don't mean. Sometimes we, um, there's a really good book, The Chimp Paradox. It's an audiobook. It's about like talking about like your emotional self, you know, all of these things. You might make decisions emotionally that you would not stand by an hour after you made those choices or you said those things. But that doesn't mean that today you don't get a new opportunity to not choose that person, to not choose those actions. You can be whoever the fuck you want to be today. And the only thing that you are kind of putting pressure on and having all of these things kind of underlying is your own self-doubt. Those, those pressures, those 
insecurities. That's your own self-doubt and we all have it, but that should not create action or not create action. You're not your emotions, you are your actions. So whether or not you like where you were yesterday or where you were last year, today's a brand new day. It's a brand new opportunity to be the human being that you want to be every single day. Drop the, the mic. <laughs> the end. I can't even add to that. <laughs> the end. Yeah. <laughs> no, but is there anything else that you would like to share? Anything, anything at all? Um, I honestly just highly encourage, you know, Every single person on this, whoever is listening, you know, if you're still here, if you are still listening right now. Oh, trust me. They're still here. (laughs) If you made it to the end, I highly encourage every single person to make somebody else's day. Hold the door for somebody. Wish somebody a happy day. When you're on your walk, say, say something that, you know, might make somebody else feel better. And I think that if every single person just does the 1%, you know, then the world will be exactly what we want to, we want it to be. But I think that, you know, this world has been weird the last year. And I think that it's almost weird to have social interactions and people don't know how to interact. They don't know how to be positive and be open to having conversations with human beings. So I encourage every single person to impact somebody's day positively, positively. Okay. And that's just something that, you know, let's just say that some days it's challenging for me to even do that, you know, because maybe I'm having a crappy day, but it is so much more rewarding feeling like, Ooh, you feel good after you do those things. There's a reason why you feel good and you shouldn't do them because you want to feel good, you should do them for the bigger purpose, which is go the extra mile, be that human being that, you know, bleeds into other people's lives and, and just lets every single other human being that they interact with, lets them know that there is light, there is positive energy coming. And, um, you know, I know that it's been a scary, crazy world, but the truth is that there are better days ahead. And the only way to start to create that is to manifest it every single day. And if you put positive energy out into the universe, positive energy will come and reward you. Um, So, you know, go the extra mile, do that extra thing and be that light because the world needs more light. Mm -hmm. Yep. Amen. 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 Um, Is there, I asked this to everybody. I might catch you off guard, but literally, I think it's like the easiest question, not the easiest. It's very simple. What is a quote or affirmation you have on your heart, or that's your favorite that you would like to share with the listeners? Ooh, um, Ooh, this is a good one. I mean, I really like the one I say about every day is a brand new day. It's a new opportunity to go be the best you, because that is kind of, um, how I make sure that I'm starting my day fresh, you know, and it's something that you can do and, you know, you have your own like affirmations, but every single day I I hop on my story or hop on my live or I hop on anything. I always, always, always say today is a brand new day, a new opportunity to go be the best you. And you can only find and see 
opportunity if your eyes are open and you're looking for it. Um, but making sure that every single day is a clean slate, that you're not allowing days to bleed over and negative days, negative energy to bleed over because every single day you wake up and you have the opportunity you get to wake up. There are people that yes. did not get to wake up today. There are people that, you know, we complain sometimes about going to the gym. It's like, oh my God, I have to go to the gym. No, you get to go to the gym. Stop saying that. We need to change how we are speaking. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to go to the grocery store. You get to go to the grocery store. You get to go to the gym. You get to wake up. That's an opportunity that a lot of people have not gotten today. That a lot of people wish that they had. Mm -hmm. You get to wake up every day. You get a new opportunity. Whatever that looks like for you, go chase it. Because you only get one. You get one life. And if I asked you today, just like I talked about, you know, walking away from my career, it's like, if I asked you today, are you 100% satisfied with how you're living your life? You answer the slightest bit with a, with a no, then whatever that looks like, you need to start manifesting because tomorrow's not guaranteed and it's way too short to be not being true to you the best version of yourself and the version of me that might look like that might look different for you. But the truth is it doesn't matter what my best self looks like. It only matters what you create for yourself and finding that place that is most comfortable, comfortable for you and making sure that you have all that energy on yourself, because that's where we need to be focusing our attention on. What are, what are you doing today to make sure that you feel confident when you put your head on that pillow. Yeah, I agree. I like that. Um, so where can they find you? Where can they find you on social media? Um, I know I said you're at, but I'll let you, if you have anything else, cause I will add all her info in the synopsis. Like I do everyone, I will add even your website. I'll add it in the synopsis story. Cool beans. So just like Miss Desiree said, you guys can all find me on Instagram at Jenabolic, um, J-E-N-N-A-B-O-L-I-C. Um, my website is the exact same, www.jenabolic.com. Um, and as always, I always like to just encourage if you are ever curious, if you are ever needing anything as far as talking to anybody. Obviously, Miss Desiree is a great candidate herself, um, but I go through all my DMs. I do everything by myself. I do my best to get to all the comments, but you know, it's one of those things that if you need something, message me, I will eventually get to it. Um, and your messages, just like I'm sure Desiree would agree with, they don't go unnoticed. They, every single one of them matters. Um, every single one of them is read and your story and your side matters as well. So whatever that looks like for you, if you feel the need to shed some light, you know, or, or, you know, get something off your chest, feel free. Yeah. You guys heard it from her. So give her a follow on IG, check out her website and Jenna, thank you for being such a positive light, continue to empower others to be the best version of themselves continue just to spread
spread that positivity and making the world better than you found it. So I thank you for being a part of the podcast. Thank you everyone for listening, for your continued support. Um, we are off to hopefully we're, we'll hit 50,000 by the end of the year. That is the goal. That's what's manifested. So together we can make an impact, but I can't do it alone. I get the privilege and honor to sit with you guys, to listen to your stories, to hear what you have to say, but also for you to share your story to the world and, uh, and hopes that it will resonate with someone else, if not someone, a few, and that way it just trickles down like a domino effect. If one person helps another, that person, and we hope will help another and then so on and so forth. So anyways, you guys, I'm going to jump off here talk to Miss Jenna for a second, but we hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week, um, and continue to make the world better than you found it. So we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. (laughs) Let me drop you guys some discount codes. First on the list, we have Born Primitive. If you haven't done so already, get your hands on their fall collection. Winter collection is just around the corner, but we also have been dropping so much patriotic apparel and I am in love with it. I just received this week, We the People, and I am excited to wear it and take photos in it. But The link to the Born Primitive site is in the synopsis. It's also on my social media links, but that link automatically saves you 10% at checkout automatically. Okay. So there's no discount code that you have to type in automatically appears. If you have any problems with that, please let me know. And I will get that fixed immediately. Now, save your hands, stop tearing get yourself some wad and done the best scripts I haven't torn. They've been taking my care of my hands for over a year. And I could tell you that I repeatedly use them because they are the best on the market. You could save at checkout using treasures 10. For those of you who are ready for a lifestyle change, not a short term, not just another diet, uh, you are going to want to be part of Team Self Love Effect on the First Form app. You download the First Form app, you add me as your advisor, and you become a part of this amazing, brilliant, and supportive community. We'd love to have you a part of it. It's 100% free. If you have any questions, let me know, but that is the First Form app, and you can add me as your advisor. And if you have any any questions at all regarding supplements, please never hesitate to ask. The link to the first form website for SUPS is in the synopsis below. And if you love headbands, head over to Maven Thread, get some workout headbands. Colorful, they even have different themes throughout the year. You can use Self Love Effect 15 at checkout. Last but not least, you can head over to selfloveeffect.com, save using self-love effect and get yourself some new apparel. Rock some self-love effect, take some pictures, tag me, and I'll add you on our social media pages. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you received, um, as I hope you got out of it as much as I was able to put into it because really it's all about showing up for you guys and inspiring and 
making the world a better place, but allowing you all to know that I am here for you and the world is a better place when we're supporting each other and when we uplift one another because it truly is a domino effect. You guys inspire me in hopes that I might inspire you and then you inspire somebody else and then it trickles down. So have an amazing rest of your week and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.